good stuff. As you see, the tape has moved. Pastor came down here and, and uh, I got Brother Larry's, the Larry's to come with me, and we ate feet back there, and we thought we would do it, but we've got people that are in bad situations that's got this virus. We're going to shut it down, and we'll do the same thing that we were doing before at 10 o'clock on uh, Sundays and Sunday mornings, and we'll still be together in the spirit. We'll just be in different places. All right? And remember, just because you're not in here, God doesn't care about that. He still wants you doing your tithes and goodwill offering. Yeah. And we want to thank those people. We got people out of state sending this, who are here that are stand, sending their tithes and offering into the church. We appreciate you all doing that. And then we're going to change some things in Bible study. Brother Trevor talked to me uh, about Zoom. So we're going to try that with both Bible studies. And Sister Gwen is going to do a class for the women and they're going to do the same thing. So we're going to be just, we're going to do everything. It's just the new way of doing it, electronics. Uh, one of the things that we need to be aware of, there is a devil. And a lot of people want to talk about, they believe there's a God, but if, yes, there is a God, but there is a devil. And we need to understand how crafty he was, how crafty he was. He's sneaky and subtle. You have to understand that. See, one thing about the devil is he's not like a lot of people. He doesn't want to be seen. The devil doesn't want to be seen, okay? And, he, and, and one thing else about the devil is he don't want you to think he exists. Do you understand that? So sometimes when we see people showing out, we think they got the devil in them. They ain't got the devil in them. They in the self. Because the devil does not want to be recognized, Right? He doesn't want to be recognized, and he wants you to not to think that he exists. And he started out in the book of Genesis 3 and 1, and it says, Now the serpent was more crafty. Now he's crafty. That, that, old, that old devil's crafty. You got to understand that he's very, very crafty. All right? Or as the message puts it, more clever. He's very clever. He's smart. You ain't dealing with, some people say, oh, that devil's a fool. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He's very clever, all right? Than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. All right. And as the King James says, more subtle than any beast. He's more subtle. In other words, he knows that he's wise. The devil is wise, okay? And so we know that we are, it's just kind of like this now. Come up here with me and don't be trying to, you people, don't be putting on Facebook and putting it on the church website. This is why a lot of, he's really got this thing going now, this is not me. The doctors and the scientists say, not pastors, so you write to those people, not me, say that the best way to keep this virus down is to be, have a mask and to be social distance from each other. That does not say that, right? Yes. But we got a lot of people that think that, that that's getting into their rights. And they will say and they're arguing, I got my rights. You understand what I'm saying? And we had someone that used to come to this church uh, had been listening, yes, put on Facebook asking Pastor Fields if he was going to have a service for people who don't want to wear masks. Mm -hmm. no. Oh, you wouldn't believe, you believe this stuff. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. And I'm going to show how crazy that is. Let me tell you how crazy that is, all right? They say people over 65 and people that's dealing with some kind of illness or have dealt with an illness, they're the most vulnerable. 
is Pastor Fields. I think he's that guy. (laughs) You think he's going to put himself in that place? But it's just all of this craziness is going on. And people don't know that you're getting other people sick and people are dying because other people are allowing themselves to hear the wrong spirit talk to them because wearing the mask is not about you. It's about other people. Amen to that. And so we, sometimes we need to look at things and see who's behind it. Are you with me? And so we, you know, it's just like uh, pastor. I had, I, I had to make a decision. Uh, we're going back to it because you can't love your people as a leader and put them in bad situations. Not one of them in bad situations. No one likes more of people in a room than me, right? But I'm gonna have to go back to looking at that camera. You see? But it makes me feel good because you ought to be safe. Amen, Amen to that. Amen. So we know that 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 old devil is trying to, and he tried to talk to me and say, well, you can just give it a little bit more time. No, you can't give it no more time. You see, so I made some calls for some people that are in the medical field and asked them and their advice, I took their advice. You know, sometimes that we're in position, uh, uh, high positions, we are pastors, we ain't doctors, and we ain't scientists. We probably need to listen. Y'all know where I'm coming from there. We probably need to listen to the people who know what they're talking about. That's right. Isn't that right? All right. So here we go. All right. Here we go. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 from The Voice. And, And I want you to get this. All right. It's my duty to make sure that Satan does not win even a small victory over us. It is my victory. Let me tell you, it is Pastor Fields' duty to make sure that Satan does not even win a, a very small victory over us. This is what this teaching is about over here. We all saved. Yeah, we going to heaven, but we don't want Satan to, to win victories over us. Isn't that right? Yeah, when he wins victories over us, it causes us to get sicknesses, it causes us to be angry, it causes shame, it causes the divorces, it causes all this other stuff. But we don't want any Satan to get any, not even the smallest victory over us. That's why we teach the way we teach over here. We're trying to be a prepared people in a prepared place. People fail in life because they're unprepared people in a prepared place. And sometimes Satan will encourage you, even though you're unprepared to be in a place, he'll want you to step into that place. And that causes you to fall. Because one thing about it is he'll laugh at you when you fall. All right, here we go. For we don't want to be naive and then fall prey to his schemes. So we don't want to be naive and fall prey to his schemes. He's scheming. And I want someone, there's some people in here. I want you to really take a good look at your life. What's going on in your life right now that you're not really sure of? What's going on in your life right now that you're struggling with? Come on here. If you are not sure of some things and you're struggling with some things, then that means you're not in the spirit because the Holy Spirit never struggles with anything. So if you listen to the spirit, you're not going to struggle. Because the spirit doesn't struggle. You see, now if you listen to the flesh, you'll struggle. Or if you listen to self, you'll struggle. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to struggle. Right? Even if you are not educated in an area, the Holy Spirit will put people in your life to educate you. That's why we have uh, these nurses and and other people that, that I talk to in here. See, I don't know anything about that. But the Holy Spirit, they may not even know it. But the Holy Spirit has led them to be in friendship with me 
all right, to able to talk to me and to give me some information about something that I have no idea about. Right. So and that's not only me in this virus thing, that's in everything in life. See, the Holy Spirit will educate you or send someone to you to help you to get a better understanding because you just don't know. Right. You see, and uh, the Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Well, if my people perish for the lack of knowledge, then God has put something in our presence to give us the knowledge that we lack. That's why we come to church, right? We come to church and we expect our pastor, we've been praying for him all week, we expect our pastor to teach us something, to say something that's going to motivate us to have a better quality of life, right? Is that right? And so we, we, we got to be careful. Now, Satan wants us to stay home. He doesn't want us to do uh, Bible studies with our family. He doesn't want us to do great fellowships. He don't want any of that. He don't want any of that. See, a lot of people are staying home in churches. Now, I'm not talking Christ enough. I'm talking churches, period. A lot of people are staying home and they don't, they don't understand that the answer that they've been praying for is at the church. Do you understand? And so God uses pastors and other ministers in the church, right, as vehicles or vessels to be able to speak to us and educate us in areas that we're not educated. And all right, ask me how I know that. How many of you went to school? Thank you. So that was good. I should be a pastor. All right. You see, so that's why we go to school to learn something that we were not aware of. How many of you have jobs? When you went on that job, when you first went on that job, you had no idea how to do the job. So somebody had to do what? Educate you. All right. So Satan, see what Satan likes is the know-it-alls. He likes them know-it-alls because you can't tell a know-it-all nothing. All right? Yeah, so he loves them know-it-alls because those know-it-alls wind up out there by themselves, right? And, you know, God just walks away, so you know it all? All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6, verse and, from the King James. And this is one of my favorite Proverbs, and I'm doing this message because I really want us to get it. This Proverbs 3 and 5 and 6, I have a cross in my study that has this proverb on it, and I have to see it every day. And this proverb is one of my favorite. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, not partial, with all thy heart. And ain't nothing on the other side of what? So he's saying, give everything up that's in your heart and trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, remember that, what I told you all a long time ago, a few weeks ago, that especially people, and some of you in here, that you're looking for a relationship, whether it be friendship or somebody you want to be in a relationship with, marriage and all this, you should so be so deep in Christ for someone to find you, they have to go through Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, this is where your heart ought to be. You trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Because there's a lot of things, I don't know if anybody in here has been like this, I have, that my heart wanted something that God didn't want for me. You understand? Does that make sense? And uh, wait a minute here. You don't have to say amen unless you've been there. If you have been brokenhearted, all right, so you understand what I'm talking about. So if you was brokenhearted, then you know that God did not put that person or that job or whatever in your life. Because God, well, he won't break your heart, right? So if, if you've been brokenhearted, see, here's the lie that a lot of people tell, Sister Ty. They'll say, well, God was trying to show me something. No, he ain't. God had nothing to do with that at all. 
You didn't get, no, no, no. If God would have showed you something, he'd have told you to run. All right. So the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. So get out of thy understanding. You see, lean not to your own understanding. Does that make sense? So because he understands. See, see, I can, me, my understanding sometimes when I get in the flesh that I can get my ideals and my ideals are totally different than God's ideals. Does that make sense? And we, I, I hate that thing when we say flesh, everybody thinks it's sex and drugs and alcohol. No, flesh is self. You see, it's, when I get into myself, you see, then, then that, that can be trouble. So the Bible's telling me, lean not to my own what? Understanding. Lean not to my own what? Understanding. Lean not to your own what? Understanding. And then it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Sorry, I'm, I don't, I don't got to read. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Now, it, it, God's never going to direct you, direct you on a crooked path. Right. He ain't never directed you on a crooked path. Uh, now, the only people can say amen know what I'm talking about. Now, I've been on some crooked paths. Amen. All right, but God didn't direct me onto that crooked path. The reason I was on a crooked path because I was leaning to what? My own understanding. Are you with me? Yes. And it said, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You see, I had no idea that... Uh, 50 years later, that I would be standing up in a pulpit teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. right? Some of you all had no idea that you would be seeking more knowledge in Christ. That you sitting in church seeking more knowledge in Christ. You had no idea of that, you see, until you got with God. And you started seeking God and directing your path. And so he directed you to the church. You see, and some of you all got here. You know it was the Lord that got that directed your path because you didn't even know where you was going. You see, uh, uh, brother Steve Burrell, Burrell, I pronounce it wrong sometimes, but brother Steve, he had worked with his daughter on the track for years. He'd been knowing me for years. Didn't even know I was a pastor. Yeah, had no idea I was a pastor, and came in here. When he came in here for, and then after a few, said, "You never told me you was a pastor." No, I. Right. So how did he get here? I didn't call him up and brought him to come here. So he was directed here by whatever way. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he would direct your path. So every one of you sitting in here, every one of you sitting in here, you didn't know you would be sitting in Christ up or north. All right. Brother Jason and I had no idea we were working out in the same gym. He was training people in the same gym. It, I'm talking about from them pews to maybe around to him, you know, doing that same gym, right? Didn't know each other, right? And I done the eulogy for, for a friend of his. Yes, I, you know, a young boxer got killed and I done the eulogy for a friend. He wound up here. We had no idea that we would be friends and me be his pastor. So why, why is he here? And Michelle, do they hear because who directed him? See, I'm trying to get you all to understand. He's the one that's directing you. Now, a lot of times he gives us some direction and we take another path. But when God gives you that, so when you sit back here, every one of us, every one of you sitting here need to thank God, say, wait a minute, pastor's right. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know I'd wind up in Christ Temple North. You see, Brother Ellie didn't know he's going to wind up in Christ Temple North and I'd be his pastor. I have no idea. We thought, you understand what I'm saying? So if, listen to me. If he can direct your path in the church he wants you to be, can he, he can direct your path in the job he wants you to be. Huh? He can direct your path in the spouse he'd have you to be. Are y'all with me? 
And so it says, it, it, it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. In every part of my life, I want the Holy Spirit directing me. Do you understand? So some of you sitting in it, this is a good lesson that you can pass on to other people. Somebody asks you a question, say, I, I'm not going to try to answer that. I don't understand that. But what I'm going to do is pray for you and I want you to read. You can be a counselor and say, I want you to read uh, Proverbs 3 and 5. This is what we're going to pray that the Lord uh, will, will give you the power and the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding to listen to him so he can direct your path. Amen. All right. I never got in trouble, Brother West, under the direction of the Holy Ghost. Never are you with me. And sometimes, sometimes uh, 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 some of us, we talk sometimes, that me and the Larrys, we talk sometimes and we, we, we like, how did we get here? No, we ain't talking about how did we get here in church. We're talking about how did we get to living like we're living now? Uh, how did we come to this peace in our lives? Isn't that right, brothers? You know, how did we get here? The Lord directed us out of confusion, out of chaos, and put us in a path of peace. Are you with me this morning? Amen. You see, you see, we, I'm trying to get you to understand you got testimonies in here. You see, uh, 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 the Isaacs came all the way from Hawaii and got here. Now that's got to be the Holy Ghost directing you come from there. You see, if I was in Hawaii, I wouldn't even come to America, period. But <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So we got to start understanding Sister Cozy sticking out with us and the ponders for years. Look at us and look at the people who did not follow the direction of the path and where they at. It's pretty simple. In all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You see, you couples in here, you couples in here, you need to think about it. Quit fighting each other and arguing each other and talking about we know. No, 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 no. Get, pull a chair for her, pull a chair for him, and pull a chair for the Holy Ghost and sit there until he gives you some direction. Amen. You see what I'm talking about? He'll direct you. He will direct your path. And I want you to get this today. I want you to get this. It is under, see, a lot of times we have, as, as leaders, we make decisions that we don't want to make. A pastor had to make a decision that he didn't want to make. I'm saying, I got to make this decision. And, and uh, you know, and I'm trying to figure out always not to have to do it. But we came down to, and all our ways acknowledge him, and he would direct your path. Yes. Shut it down. Shut it down. All right? Now, Here we go. From the passion. Trust in the Lord completely. Trust in the Lord what? Completely. Trust in the Lord what? Completely. Completely. Yeah, that's, right. that's the question. Who are you trusting in? Trust in the Lord completely. That's right. Uh huh. And do not rely on your own opinions. Don't rely on your own opinions. You know, I wouldn't say that. Opinions are like that thing y'all say it on the playground. Everybody got one. <laughs> don't get in here and act like you ain't never heard it before. No, no, no. We don't go there in here, right? You see? Don't rely on my opinion. You see what I'm saying? We don't allow in our opinion. I don't go into the political arena about who's doing what, but I'll tell you this, you see, that's why you all are mad. Everybody's upset at Trump because he ain't no doctor. He ain't no science. And he's telling folks what to do in a health wise. So he's going on his only opinion. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Stay in the politics, dude. Yeah, just get out of the medical field, right? Do you understand? That's why uh, uh, Atlanta's friend and I became a friend, Sister Shelley, uh, had talked to me and, and talked to Atlanta. Atlanta gave me the information. Well, when I heard what she says, uh, uh, she's a colonel, right? 
I told him, I said, the colonel's shutting this down, not me. She's a nurse. With her information, and I trust what she says in her opinion, what I said, she works in hospitals, that I don't want to be going visiting anybody in a hospital because that I was, in my opinion, we just need to ride it out. We ain't riding it out because uh, God puts people in our lives so we don't have to rely on our own opinions. He puts people in our lives that don't have an opinion. They got the truth. Come on in. You see, I don't need an opinion. I need the truth in my life. Is this the person for me in my life? Is this the job for me in my life? Is this the career for me in my life? Is this the house I should be buying my everything? It says trust in him in everything. And you'll never fail. Because he won't fail. Remember, there's two things God can't do is fail and lie. So I'm going to trust in him because there's two things I can do is fail and lie. You see what I'm saying? Come on here. Let me do it this way because you, you laugh. There's two things you can do is fail and lie. But God, no, he can't fail and lie. So God ain't going to send a liar to me. He's going to send somebody to me, not with an opinion. He's going to send somebody to me with the truth. All right. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. See, with all your heart. He keeps talking about that heart. You remember in the Proverbs, it said, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because that's where it starts. He says, you know, heart's like that computer. You know, when you put the, the uh, computer processor, is that what they call it? And they put all that stuff in there. Well, all that information goes into your heart. and You have to make a decision. So it's, the Bible says guard your heart. And then once you guard it with the power of the Holy Spirit, then you're able to make the right decision. Read, please. And he will lead you in every decision you make. The, the Holy Spirit will lead you in what? Every decision. In what? Every decision. In what? Every decision. In every decision. So you don't want to make a Listen to me. You don't want to make a decision outside. Guess what? The Holy Spirit. There's one thing I tell people all the time. I said, you know, you always hear about people uh, 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 putting somebody in their life. You always hear, don't make sure you're careful who you put in your life. You, know, you remember that. Your parents even told you that. Watch what crowd you run around with. Here's something that people don't tell you that I'm going to tell you today. You need to be careful who you put out your life. Because sometimes people have put the wrong person out their life. God has put somebody in their life, and because maybe they got upset, something they said, or, or, they, or their opinions didn't agree, right? And they put those per, that person out. That's not a good thing. You see what I'm saying? All right. I, so we don't do that thing with our opinion in here, right? Okay. We're under the influence, right, and the leadership and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And we know that the Holy Spirit will direct our path, Right? In everything, that's in our finances and everything, the Holy Spirit will direct our path. Is that good? Yes. Okay. And in verse 6, become intimate with him in whatever you do. So it's have, have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit in whatever we do. And he will lead you wherever you go. When you got an intimate relationship with somebody, that, that means y'all like this. So when, when you step, he steps. You see, that's why it's called the indwelling Holy Spirit. And, and, and the readers just got through reading this. It says, hey, you become an intimate, get intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you huh, where you need to go. See, So if, if the Bible is telling me that the Holy Spirit will lead me into where I need to go, it's telling me I don't know where I need to go. You see, we ain't flipping no coin, heads or tail. 
Some folk live that way. We want to be, some of you did do that, right? That's why you got in the situation you're in. But we we grown now. We don't need, we at a higher level now. Is that right? Y'all with me? Am I doing all right? All right, it's going to get better here in a minute. Now we turn to Proverbs 15, verse 32 from The Voice. And let me tell you something. The worst thing there is is to hurt yourself. The worst thing there is is to hurt yourself. Amen. You see, if I slam my finger in, in, in the car door, it hurts me more than if Gwen slams it. Because right. I ought to know more better than hurt my own self. Right. Right. You see, that's the worst thing that you can ever do is hurt yourself or the word we're going to use, sabotage yourself. That's right. Here we go. Those who disregard discipline. All right, I love this here, uh, Coach. Those who disregard discipline, what? Sabotage themselves. They sabotage themselves. If you can't handle discipline, you sabotaging yourself. That's right. Amen. You see? So discipline, yes, the person is walking without the discipline of the Holy Spirit in their life or the discipline of truth in their life will sabotage themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and when you say sabotaging yourself, a lot of people think, now listen to me, get up here. Now I'm the, they, uh, suicide, we talk about how many people su- commit suicide, young people. Do you know how many peop- people commit suicide that don't die? I ain't talking about a physical thing. I'm talking about an emotional thing. Huh? I'm talking about a mental thing. I'm talking about somebody who didn't guard their heart. They didn't guard their heart and they left their heart unguarded and they sabotage themselves because they let somebody come in there. Come on here. They let somebody come in there, that heart and destroy it. That's right. You see, you know, some people sabotage themselves since y'all, I'm going to come over here. When you allow somebody else to tell you who you are and you start living, you start trying to live up to what somebody else says. You sabotaging who God created you to be. Do you understand what I'm are y'all getting me? That's right. I'm going to say it again. Quit sabotaging yourself. You see, you sabotage yourself when you start thinking about what other people want you to be or what Satan is saying who you are. There, there's no way in the world that you can be a Christian and a child of God. I'm telling you, it can't happen and be insecure. You can't be insecure and be a, a child of God. You sabotaging yourself when you yes, you sabotaging yourself when you don't think you're good enough. You sabotaging yourself. You see? How, are y'all with me? And so we and, and go ahead. I got all carried away. The spirit of sabotage is one of Satan's weapons. Yeah. Now the spirit. Now this is my commentary. The spirit of sabotage is one of the weapons that Satan uses to destroy Christians. Do some of you in here? The one thing that bothers me, Sister Cozy, is church members or people that's in the body of Christ living below their means because they've allowed Satan to come in and use the spirit of sabotage and sabotage them to the point that they live in under what God created them to be. You understand? I've had people in here that I've had to tell them more about who they were than who they knew they were because somebody lied to them. Uh, somebody lied to you. Yes, somebody, yes, somebody lied to you. You special up in here. You deserve the best up in here. You should have a life of abundance up in here. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. 
But Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. If you ain't living like, go ahead. All right, all right. If you ain't living a life of, of more abundance, Brother Trevor, if you ain't living a life more abundance, then what, you living the wrong life. You living, I'm telling you, the Bible, can't, Jesus can't fail and he can't lie. Every one of you in here should be living a life of abundance according to the scripture. Jesus, wait a minute, something else you ought to have. You remember when Jesus was leaving and he says, with you I leave my peace. If you don't have peace in your spirit, peace in your heart, Satan's sabotaging you. Living in all that chaos and all that confusion. Huh? And then you sabotage yourself and you say, well, it's okay, that's just how it is. Let me tell you, let me tell you something that was never good enough for me. Say, say, Pastor, what was that? To live like my mother and my father. That wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to, I'm gonna go here with it. I wanted a bigger house, more cars, more suits, more peace, more joy, more happiness, bigger saving account. You see? Because, you see, we breaking that generational curse. Come on here. That generational curse will sabotage you because you think that you're supposed to live like your ancestors. That's crazy. Are y'all with me? All right. I can read it in the history books. I ain't nobody's slave. I'm free. I'm free. And the Bible says free indeed. I'm free and empowered with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? We don't, have, we don't bow down. How you doing? Well, I'm alive. I'm flying, but not high. And I'm kicking, but low. I'm flying, but low and kicking, but not high. No, we kicking high and flying high up in here. Because it is the promises of Jesus Christ. And we don't, no, no matter what anybody says about us, we'll never let them sabotage our lives. All right. They can't sabotage it, but they can talk you into doing it. They can't sabotage it, but they can talk you into doing it. They can talk you into thinking it. And next thing you do, you start processing it and living down here instead of living up here. All right, here we go. Sabotage is a strong demonic spirit. It's a demonic spirit. It's a demonic spirit. It is a spirit of Satan. With the agenda to stop, deliberately prevent the operation, success. It's, it's, it's trying to stop the operation and success. It's Satan's agenda. It's a demonic force that is operating, yes, to stop success. The devil don't want you successful. That's right. He, see, see, God has given you something, but the devil is trying to take it from you. He doesn't want you he wants to sabotage your marriage. He wants to sabotage your friend relationships. He wants to sabotage your finances. There are people who go to work at companies that find a reason to quit. Now who in the world got good sense? I almost said the wrong thing. Who in the world crazy enough to sabotage themselves enough they're going to be jobless? You need to think of who's behind that. And ain't nobody mad in here but the devil and those got the devil in them. Because I'm speaking, don't be getting upset at me. It's a fact. 
Satan doesn't want you successful. He don't want any part of you successful. He don't want you successful as mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and children. He doesn't want you successful, period. So he does everything he can to sabotage your family and break it down because he knows if you meet Christ and you be directed under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you're going to break those generational curses. He don't want that. Go ahead, please. And to stop the progress of God's appointed destiny. He wants to stop the progress of God's appointed destiny for you. And his purposes. And his purposes for you. How many of you believe God? How many of you believe God is God? Amen. Well, he's, got a, he's appointed you and he's got a purpose for you. Do you believe that God's got a purpose for you? Yes. Well, guess who? God knows it, you knows it, and Satan knows it. Amen. You think Satan wants to let you have the very purpose that God has for you? No, he doesn't. He wants to sabotage that. That's right. He wants to sabotage that. That's right. Yes. And right. also potentials. And, 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 and he wants to sabotage your potentials. That's right. I tell people all the time, everybody got a pole. And they say, what? I said, everybody got a pole. But some people don't use their pole. And they look at me like I'm talking about like po po. I'm talking about potential. That's right. Do you know where there's a lot of potential at? Graveyard and incarcerated. Yes. Satan got in there. When sometimes... Uh, we always talk about who is the best this and the best that. And some, some, every now and then they'll have a documentary on 30-30. They'll come up and there'll be somebody that was in college or in high school that could have been an incredible athlete or whatever and got in trouble and wind up getting incarcerated. That's right. Who was behind that? All right. Also to stop organizations. He wants to stop organizations. He, yeah, he, he thought he could stop the church. If we wouldn't come together. But electronics said, you a lie. You see, some people don't have a Trevor in their church. <laughs> yeah. You see, when Brother Trevor came to me and he said, Pastor, you need to get with the times. Now, you know, I went right to the flesh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he's talking about my sermons. So, so, so we, we getting ready to have a misunderstanding for real, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he said, you need to be on Facebook. I said, oh, that's good. What is that? <laughs> no, that's true story. Because right. I'm not into all that. I still ain't into all that. They take care of all that. All I do is talk and, and get in front of the camera. So you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> you see? But God sent somebody that said you need more. That had more knowledge than the pastor had to be able to fix it so we can say we shutting down, but we'll be together in our homes on Sunday. That's how God works. That's how God works. All right. Also, he tries to stop your dreams and visions. Your dreams. Your dreams and visions. He wants to stop all that. He don't want you successful. He wants to stop all that. And then the last one is what? Relationships. And he wants to stop your relationships. Thank you, hon. He wants to stop your relationships. He don't want, he doesn't want parents to have relationships with their children. He wants to cause something to get in there and tear that up. He don't want husbands and wives to have good relationships. He doesn't want friends to have good relationships. He don't want church members to have good relationships. 
That upsets him. So he does everything he can. He schemes to tear it up. You see, he doesn't want you to, to work at Ford or GM or one of those places. Come on here and have a good insurance. Yeah, eyes, get you for your eyes and for your medical and, and for your teeth and retirement and, and all that kind of stuff. Satan didn't want that. So he'll give you a reason to quit. I'm tired. It's called work. You see? You understand? You want to work so that when you get my age and tired, you ain't got to be to work. That's right. Mm -hmm. Be like Sister Lynn. You can fly all over the country. (laughs) Just joking. No, ain't she does. She flies all they fly all over the country. You see, because retirement. Satan don't want you in that position. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes. He don't want you all loving each other, caring about each other. Mm-hmm. He wants to tear up relationships. That's right. All right. That demonic spirit operates by stirring up jealousy and oh. strife. So what he does, that demonic spirit, he sabotage, he puts that jealous spirit in there. That's right. You see, you know what a jealous spirit is? A jealous spirit means that you think somebody's better than you. That's what a jealous spirit is. When you are jealous of what somebody has, then you're thinking you don't have enough. That's right. I think it's the worst, most petty of spirit there is, is a jealous spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. It also keeps contention going. And it keeps foolishness and contention going in households, in relationships, in families, and in churches. That's what Satan does. Sons mad at fathers and daughters mad at mamas and sons mad at mamas. All that kind of craziness. He just keeps stuff. He just keeps stuff. Don't do it because you're making me laugh. He just keeps, he just keeps stuff going up in people's lives. That's right. Go ahead. It works to promote resentment and suspicion. And he does what? Promotes resentment and suspicion. So where's that coming from? He promotes resentment. Come on. Y'all seen it, and some of y'all's families got it. You may be in a relationship that's got it. Who's behind it? Who's behind it? Talking about you mad. Let me tell you something. Never say you mad at somebody. Ask me why. Only dogs get mad. It can be, it can be vindictive toward people. It can be what? Vindictive. Vindictive toward people. I ain't never seen so much prejudice in my life. Folks is mad at Jews and black folks and white folks and uh, straights and gays and tribe genders or whatever you call those folks. Everybody mad at everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, why am I mad at somebody who lives across the street? Why am I bringing that into my spirit? You see, you understand? I'm serious. We mad at folk don't even, we don't even know. Right. Yeah, you know, this is just me, just me, joking, you know. Folks is tearing down statues, they have no clue who them people were. Right. Yeah, they have no clue who them people were. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, you got time for that? I'm one of some time. Where do these people work at? They could be, <laughs> yeah, you know, I ain't got time for that. You see? You understand what I'm saying? You see? Yeah. I got to let's look at, let's make a deal. <laughs> Family feud. 
laugh. We ain't got time to bring that into our spirit. Don't bring that confusion and chaos into your spirit. All right? Now, self-sabotage is a destructive spirit that focuses on the insecurities of the individual. It's just your insecurities. It's your insecurities. Do you really think that people care that much about you? There was somebody that said something about me, and, and I'm not on Facebook, and they asked me what I think. I said, I didn't know that I was that important in their life. I'm serious. And, and see, I'm the wrong guy to talk bad about, or good, because I like tension. Bad tension is attention. Good tension is attention. So I'm good. You see, you see, I'm like Jesus. You can tell, talk bad about me or good about me, I'm gonna still do the miracles. That's right. You see what I'm Yeah. Will destroy your personal progress or ground that you have gained. It will do it. I see people are going really good and gaining ground. Brother Elliot, they're doing very good and they were really going good. And then they let that old demon get in there and they got caught up in some cute confusion and chaos and everything they worked for got sabotaged. Yeah. Are you doing really good where you at right now? And everything's going good where you're at right now, and somebody brings up some old stuff, and you start going back there and thinking about that stuff, feeling guilty and shame, blame. You're supposed to be past it. You go back there, and it, sab it sabotages where you're headed. That's right. All right. And the last part of this commentary is sabotage is sent to hinder and discourage relationships. And, and it, what it does, it stops relationships. That's right. One of the things that you all need to start doing, all of us need to start doing, is having better relationships with one another. We need to have better relationships. I tell y'all, Sister Gwen and I figured it out. We, I'm telling you, people think we lie. We don't argue. There's no arguing, never no loud talking, because she can't handle loud talk, because of what she went through as a child. So there's no loud talking, hear what I'm saying, and there's no argument. She's got an opinion, I got an opinion. We don't disagree. DJ's got an opinion, I got an opinion. We don't, you know, we just don't have a disagreement, you know? DJ thinks that offensive and defensive linemen are the best players on the field. I think that D-backs and running backs are the best athletes on the field. You see? <laughs> yeah. But those are what? Those are opinions. Because if you don't have defense, Guys, if you don't have a line, you ain't got a thousand yard runner. You don't make touchdowns without them guys up front. And you don't make touchdowns unless those guys are in the back. So we can have our opinions, but we ain't gonna have a disagreement because if we have a disagreement, you're gonna look ignorant because you need both of them. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You want to end with Proverbs Yeah, end with something because they've given me my 30-minute thing. All right. I don't like to go too much. Oh, we'll do it anyway. I'll, I'll do these next three. I don't right. like staying long, but I just feel good about it. And since I'm the pastor here, I can do that. Amen. All right. So we're going to. Y'all learning something? Yes. All right. Here we go. Mark 14, verse 38. And this is one of my favorite, favorite things. Always remember this. Here we go. 
Keep actively watching and praying so that you do not come into temptation. So we got to keep our eyes open. We got to keep, I mean, actively watching. That means we got to be watching and praying at all times. The spirit is willing. Yes, because temptation to come in there and the spirit is willing. But the but what? The, the body, body is weak. Voice says. Stay awake. Stay awake. And pray that you aren't led into a trial of your own. Here's what I say. Stay away and, 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 and pray that you're not led. This is why I said use that scripture in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So I got to keep praying. I got to keep praying to the Holy Spirit to direct my path in everything that I do. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. It's true. Even when the spirit is willing, the body can betray. And many of us in here that will be honest about ourselves. There's been a lot of times that our spirit was willing, but we still done the physical thing. Uh -huh. That's right. All right. Here we go. Next one. Second Corinthians five and 17. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. That's you. You a new what? New creation. You a new what? New creation. You a new what? New creation. All right. All that is related to the old order has vanished. So everything in your past life has vanished. Keep going. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So you are fresh and new. Your addiction is what? Oh, gone. Right? Your failures are what? Gone. Right? The sin that you've done once before, gone. What? Because you're a new creature in Christ and now you're living. A, a, everything is fresh and new in your life. According to the gospel. Here we go. All right. So Proverbs 19 and 8. Here's why I'm into that. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. Get some wisdom. Get some wisdom. That's right. Lean not to your own understanding. Get some wisdom. And he who keeps understanding will find good. You want good? Get an understanding. All right. And lastly, from the message. Grow a wise heart, you'll do yourself a favor. Keep a clear head, and you'll find a good life. Grow a wise heart, mm -hmm. you'll do yourself a favor. Keep a clear head, and you'll find a good life. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. Amen to that. Yeah. And this thing will pass, all right? But we got to do the right thing, right? We got to do the right thing, all right? And uh, we, everybody knows how to get on, what is it? Y'all got to help me with that terminology. I have no clue what that stuff is. And you call that a what? Simulcast. Simulcast. And the other one's called a live stream. You keep saying streamline, but it's live stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, wait. Do you know why? You know why I get that confused? Because I, I mean, I look in the mirror and I see streamline. I just get in my head and every time I get to say that. Huh? And, and speaking of streamline. <laughs> Even when we come back, 
we'll, we'll be doing different camera shots and it'll make it more interesting instead of just one camera shot. So we're still working behind the scenes for a lot more lobbying. All right. And so everybody stand, please. Now just take a look at everybody and do this because it'll be a minute before you see them again. All right. We love you guys. We love you very much. All right. Okay, Sister Lynn, take us out of here.